The Politics of the Brokenhearted In a dark time, the eye begins to see. Theodore Retke, In a Dark Time I began this book in a season of heartbreak, personal and political heartbreak, that soon descended into a dark night of the soul. It took months to find my way back to the light, and six years to complete the book, but as I fumbled in the dark, the poet Retke's words proved true time and again. My eyes were opened to new insights, and my heart was opened to new life. The evidence will, I hope, come clear as this book unfolds. In 2004, I turned 65. As I entered my golden years and saw how much of that gold was rust, I found myself disheartened by the diminishments that come with age. Family members and friends were failing and dying. Visions I once held for my life were slipping beyond my reach. My body kept reminding me that I am just a tad more mortal than I had imagined I would be. And I was no longer able to read American culture as easily as I could when my generation was helping to author it. It was as if I had lost the secret decoder ring I owned when I was a kid, and with it my ability to make sense of twenty-first century life. As the shape of my personal life became less familiar and sometimes more frightening, the same thing was happening in American politics as viewed from my vantage point. Dismayed by the state of the nation, I began to feel like a displaced person in my own land. The terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001 had deepened America's appreciation of democracy and activated demons that threaten it, demons still at large today. Wounded and overwhelmed by fear, we soon went to war against a country that had no direct connection to the attacks. Many Americans seemed willing to abandon their constitutional rights along with our international treaty obligations. Some Americans, including elected officials, were quick to accuse protesters and dissenters of being unpatriotic, or worse, fragmenting the civic community on which democracy depends. I am no stranger to this democracy's moments of peril, which have been precipitated by Democrats and Republicans alike. I lived through McCarthy's communist witch hunts, the pushback to the civil rights movement, the political assassinations of the 1960s, the burning of our cities, Vietnam, the Pentagon Papers, Watergate, the electoral debacle of 2000. I have witnessed the rapid erosion of the middle class and the growing power of big money, an oligarchy of wealth, to trump the will of the people. But with the fear and fragmentation becoming staples of our national life, and with the haunting sense that our booming economy was likely to implode, democracy felt even more imperiled to me in the America of 2004. As our distrust of the other beyond our borders hardened, and we began making aliens of each other, a we that included me, I fell into a spiral of outrage and despair. How did we forget that our differences are among our most valuable assets? What happened to we have nothing to fear but fear itself? When will we learn that violence in the long run creates at least as many problems as it solves? Why do we not value life, every life, no matter whose or where, or understand 
that the measure of national greatness is not only how successful the strong can be, but how well we support the weak. And where have we the people gone? We who have the power to reclaim democracy for its highest purposes, unless we allow ourselves to be divided and conquered by the enemy within and among us.